Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. How did Michal Martin lend himself in trouble with the homeschoolers of Ireland? Homeschooling is up. There's a lot of it going on. A lot less, a lot more than there used to be. A lot of people started homeschooling during the pandemic when they had no choice and stayed doing it afterwards for reasons best known to themselves. To put my own cards on the table, I couldn't even think of it. There'd be killings in my house if I had to homeschool. I'm not qualified anyway. The people who taught me in school went to college for years to learn how to teach. And, and I'm not qualified to teach my children in any way, shape or form. But anyway... It was on the back of Enoch Bork, who, by the way, I think is back at the school again this morning. He's back outside the Wilson Hospital School again. But Michal Martin was commenting uh, during his trip to the States. He was talking to the examiner and he said that the Enoch Bork case highlighted why children should be educated at school and not in the home. He said it showed the importance of socialization and that people should be educated in schools. Now, Enoch Burke's mother, Martina, homeschooled all of her children. Simeon and Amy and the whole lot of them. There's ten of them. God almighty. Ten children. That alone is a nightmare in itself. But she's a qualified teacher. So at least she has some qualifications. Michal said he believes there's a reason why the Burke family have such an isolated perspective in life and they think everyone else is wrong. And it strikes me, he said, there's a reason for all that. He said he doesn't want to comment too much in depth, but it does speak to the importance of socialization, particularly in education. I'm not a great fan of homeschooling, he says. I think children need to socialize. Now, those comments were picked up upon by people who homeschool and people who advocate for homeschooling. Uh, Maeve O'Leary, Maeve, you're, you have three kids and they're all unschooled or homeschooled. Talk about the difference between the two in a morning, minute. PJ. I, um, I was on to you uh, a few years ago and at that time they were unschooled and since they've grown up and the eldest is now in university in third year and um, my other two children are actually in school. Right. The eldest is doing her leaving cert. She went into school at 15. Uh, so she's doing the leaving cert. And my youngest decided to go earlier and she headed off in uh, first year. So um, what, that's my personal the, situation. Define yeah. unschooled for me and how it differs from homeschooled. Because unschooled sounds like they got no education. I assume I'm wrong. 
Um, well, I suppose unschooling is, uh, it's just really the philosophy that we're learning from life all the time, from the day we're born until the day we die. Um, and we see, ev- you know, there's evidence of that all the time when, when children tell you things and you go, how did you learn that? Uh, sometimes it's in school, but often it's from other sources. Um, and in our own lives as adults, we're learning every day, you know. Uh, so it's it's just a it's just a wonderful embracing of life, I think, and not having the fear that we won't learn, but that we do learn, and that we're primed to be engaged in our world and to use our brains and to live our lives to the full. So, and it's outside institution, you know. So. Mm. Um, that that appealed to me that philosophy straight away because I could see my little four year old was learning and at her own pace and that she was playing with her little friends and uh, you know e- you know eating her lunch slowly not being rushed to head out the door and answer to a bell and so we we continued to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and eventually that girl then went to school actually at 15 she never did a junior search she went into transition year and she did really well in school right. um she loved it actually and uh, she's the girl now in third year in UCC wow and well done to her why did she decide though after all those years to, to go to school uh, yeah I think it's true I mean it's luckily it's getting more and more popular now but I think when you are a teenager, um, you know, you do want to be part of the band of teenagers, you know, um, and it's a, it's it, it's not always straightforward as to how to do that outside the school system when you're older. Um, and for some kids, that works fine, you know, and I think there are more things available now. Mm. But she was keen to try it, and uh, it suited her. Yeah. Suited her very well. Um, so yeah, I just think it's kind of an individual choice, and sure. it, she was very lucky to have it. it. You know, she went to St. Giles in Carrick Tool, had a lovely experience. Sadly, she was one of the Leaving Cert kids of the first year of COVID. So she actually didn't do a Leaving Cert in the end. She was yeah. predicted grades. And uh, she has, I think, a, a huge amount of grief that she never got to say goodbye to her teachers and everything, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a very positive experience for her. But Did, did you ever talk to her, Mabel? Because I was interested in that. Did, did, you yeah. ever, did you ever talk to her? Did you ever ask her, well, which did you prefer, being at home here with me or being inside in school? Yeah, well, just to clarify, like she wasn't at home with me. She, I think the easiest way for people to understand it might be what life is like for a family during the summer holidays. So teenagers aren't at home with their parents during the summer holidays. You know, they're off doing things. She had, you know, she had jobs. She used to volunteer in um, Ballymaloo Gardens. She uh, worked with an art teacher um, after school. Yeah. Minding kids, you know, um, she was involved in ballet and football. She was in a choir. She traveled with a choir to New York when she was 13 uh, without me. <laughs> she, um, you know, she, she. No, she no, I, I wasn't being, I was just wondering what she thought, whether she felt that an actual organized school day compared to yes. you. And yes. I would say to you, Maeve, and this would be my observation. And I said this before I brought you on, and I mean it with every fibre of my being. I'm not qualified to teach my children the time of day. You were a you were a primary teacher, and you also taught at second level. That sets you on a different level to me in terms. Of, I am not qualified to homeschool. 
Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose I can see where you're coming from, but I don't agree with that myself. I mean, I actually think the ability of humans to learn is, is it's phenomenal. I mean, y- the humans wouldn't have survived <laughs> without being able to learn. And it wasn't always by being taught, I mean, education in Ireland is, you know, uh, only there since like the 1830s or something, primary school education started. People still were very erudite and they all, people's brains are different. So some might be great at making things. Mm-hmm. Some might be great at storytelling. Some might be great at uh, learning Latin. You know, it varies hugely. And I suppose I just believe in people's ability to learn from their world Obviously, you know, myself and my husband, David, we parented our kids as, as as most parents do. So we brought them to places. We went to concerts. We went to social events. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, it mm. isn't that we, uh, you know, abdicated our responsibility as parents. Oh, no, no, no. Not but for, I, not I for never, a moment. Like, or, or that any of the other parents who homeschool yeah. do. We, I mean, I never taught them per se when they were younger. I mean, they, it, we didn't need to. What did you do about books, for book example? And, Kate wants to know. Books. Yeah, well, I mean, our house, you know, our house was filled with books, but, uh, and, you know, there's libraries, there's there's writing everywhere, even kids on, on, on um, you know, online now these days. They have to, they want to be able to read because they want to find out stuff. So it happens quite organically, you know, um, obviously, anytime they asked us questions, we're going to answer it or we're going to point things out. But I never had to say, you know, we never did a let's sit at the table and do our phonics. You know, we didn't need to. I mean, I suppose apart from anything else, four are so young to be doing that. Yeah. You'll often find when people are left organically, they may not begin to read later, but suddenly they're voracious readers Mm. because there is a lot of less maybe of the the stress uh, around it. And also that it's it, they're coming to it when their brain is ready. So reading readiness would be taught and trained in college a lot, you know, in the, yeah. the university. But, but there you see, it, it there, there, you're answering ages. my question, Maeve. Sorry to cut across you. You're answering my question there. You, you mentioned the, the thing of reading readiness, and that's something that you learnt when you were training as a teacher. I never learned that. I wouldn't have a notion. No, but I mean, they're just words for what you would figure out fairly quickly is, oh, they're not interested in reading at the moment. Let's leave them alone. You know, suddenly they are interested. And I mean, I've heard parents talk. I, I heard a woman once at a conference. She had unschooled her four boys. They were all adults now. But she said they all learned to read at different times, you know, just organically, as I was saying. So mm-hmm. Uh, one of them hadn't still in any sort of serious way begun reading at age 12. You know, I mean, if he was in the school system, I think, you know, that would be affecting his self-esteem quite a lot. But she was and she was a bit nervous. And she and then I think it was something like um, he got into football and being able to read the results. And suddenly it, the code clicked and pretty Pretty soon he was voraciously devouring books because I suppose it was he had no negative associations around that delay. Mm-hmm. And he actually ended up doing a PhD in library Whoa. science. Whoa. Whoa. So <laughs> it's, I suppose I've heard a lot of those stories. So I go, oh, we just have to rethink uh, the whole situation. You know, yeah. things happen differently. You know, there's diversity in our world and um, in people's yeah. brains. How, how about schedules? One thing I, when I go back to my school days, distant enough in the past as they are, a couple of things I learned. I learned 
socialization and how to meet and deal with strangers. But I learned how to structure my day, how to economize my time, how to manage my concentration. How did your kids learn that? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I when I was in school, I mean... I didn't have autonomy. So learning to structure your day, it, it wasn't me learning to structure my day. It was a, a structure being imposed on me, whether it suited me or not, you yeah. know. So I, I think that, uh, funnily enough, my... my but uh, isn't that what the real world well, does, Maeve? The world of work, for example, imposes yeah, a structure yeah. on your day. And you have, to, you have to work with that structure. Oh, you do. No, absolutely. But I mean, I think things coming from yourself are always preferable. Uh, so, for instance, when my th- my eldest daughter there went to for, to apply to do an internship with a, a, a car company there in her third year, and they said they were very keen on somebody who could um, uh, structure their own day and sort of work away on their own and not be, you know, imp- impeding on them all the time. And she said to them, look... I was homeschooled. I know how to structure my time. I, I'm good at self-directed learning. Um, and she got the job um, mm. and, you know, is thriving there. So I found that interesting because I suppose I'm seeing that now. I mean, I wasn't sure that they'd be able to, but they seem to be able right. to do that. Is it, is it difficult to be objective as well? What I mean by that is at some point throughout our schooling, we must be tested on that which we know or don't. And it's, is it, as a parent... Is it difficult to be objective if your son or daughter is getting stuff wrong? Oh that you gosh, think of course, know? of course, um, us parents, <laughs> are we ever um, objective when it comes to our children? No, absolutely. But I think the point is, you know, you go into school and in first year you might be doing 13 subjects. And the reality is there's very few children that are, you know, going to be happy and and well able to learn 13 different areas you know and and a lot of them are writing and reading which is one part of your brain anyway Mm -hmm. so really do you know do we need 
I suppose, like, what you would hope is that people would begin to find their passion and their areas mm-hmm. of expertise and what they're good at. And we would have a society where people have good self-esteem and good mental health <sighs> and um, are able to work away and, and find what what gives them passion in life. Yeah. Lastly, what did you think of what... I, we, we know that the Burke family were all homeschooled and you could make of that what you will. But what did you make of the Tarnished's comments that he said that it was disquieting that the Burke family were in such a situation and he believes that people should be educated in schools. He's not a great fan of homeschooling. He thinks children need to socialise. It's He didn't make the direct link but he was, I think, suggesting, look, the Burks are a problem. Maybe this is why. What would you think? Uh, PJ, I was just so disappointed. I really was. I, I mean, I have met Michal and Martin. He went to Skull Creasery, which uh, was where I taught for so 10 years. So did I. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, he's a man who studied history. I consider him to be quite... Um, I, I mean, I've been very proud of him and a lot a of years. When I, exactly when I've looked, when I've looked around the world and the way politics is going, the populist nature of politics, um, I just felt he was very calm and measured, and I've been very proud of him. And this was such a throwaway, casual comment. I also felt it was denigrating the constitution, and I think that's because, of course, it's in the constitution that the family is the primary educator of the child and they can choose to educate them inside a system or out. And I think it's very important that our um, officials, that our government, that our courts uphold um, our constitution. And to think that he he was in America um, where homeschooling is, you know, widespread and longstanding and that he just chose that moment mm. to make an attack on a minority group and my youngest daughter Melody well, Was it an attack uh, maybe, or maybe an now. observation he said they have a uh, referring to the Burks, Yeah, he said they had a very isolated perspective in life and everybody else is wrong and he was mentally linking that perhaps with homeschool. Yeah, no, he spoke about, you know, one person. I mean, I think when it comes to racism and prejudice, often people will equate the exception um, and from that, say, this is the case for everyone. You know, I mean, Irish people are often associated with drunkenness because of a few. Or, you know, we can think of an example in every minority group. So he took one minority group and uh, he insulted them, really. And and my youngest daughter, Melody, said, Mom, I can't believe you would insult a whole community like that. I think the young people found it really shocking because it's very okay. personal. I mean, my children aren't in school anymore, but, you know, they you know, they were part of that world. They had a good childhood. You know, people do strange things. There are unusual people in the world. Murderers, social recluses, psychopaths have been through school systems. Yet we wouldn't dream of blaming uh, the school for that. Okay. You know, so I, I, I was really, really disappointed at Michal Martin. Okay. Ali, really, I, I just think I, I, I'm sorry you're okay. there, just to say I'm also a contact um, for the Home Education Network HEN uh, just where I've just, I do it voluntarily that parents who are thinking of homeschool 
would ring to talk to talk with me, you know, before they do it or, you know, if they're just looking for some advice. And I like I'm in Cork. And so all the calls I get are from Cork people, which is Michal's constituency. And um, like uh, on average, every single week, I'm getting at least one call and talking for a few hours with somebody. Many of those are because their children are not thriving. Of course, I know there's lots of kids thriving in school, but for those who are not thriving and who coming out of the school system could help them, even if it were only temporarily or if it were forever, it's it's really important they have that okay. option. And schools have not had money put into them. Um, I know many teachers... You know, it's a hard system. There, there isn't the time or the space to to take care of individual yes. needs so often, even though they would love to. And a lot of families you know. do make that choice, and there are various ways in which you can make that choice. And you can, if you wish to, in this country. I'll go through it in a little while. Maybe the legalities of it, because you can actually quite easily homeschool your children. Leave it there for no reason other than time. I have something else to get to. Maeve O'Leary, thank you very, very much. If you are homeschooling your children, if you were homeschooled, I'd love to talk to you because I genuinely wouldn't be able. I really would not be able. Quartz 96 FM.